My coffee's cold now. Welcome back to The Watchlist with Patty and Bill. Make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you listen to your podcasts. And thank you to all the people around the world who have tuned in to The Watchlist. Where do we have listeners from? We have listeners from... What was what was our list of people? Uh, so we've got some listeners in Canada, Mexico, Nicaragua, most of South America, uh, Australia. We've got one. Oh, good India, day. India and Indonesia and the UK, Germany, Spain. We've got some worldwide listeners, man. Greetings, our worldwide listeners. Look at this. Welcome to the watch list. Thank you all around the world for supporting our podcast. And thank you to everyone in the United States for listening to our podcast. And hit that subscribe button. Tell 10 of your friends because we watch crap for you. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. So I've got four things to talk about today. As do I. So why don't you kick us off and then I'll get to the low-level crap that I watched. All right. The first thing I've got is on Hulu. It's a movie called 2067. Sounds futuristic. Obviously, it's a sci-fi film. It's about time travel. And the year, surprisingly enough, is 2067. Who would have thought? No Spoiler. Yeah. The Earth is dying because of pollution and climate change. Oxygen is no longer in the air for us to breathe, so we need some synthetic oxygen. Of course, there's a mega corporation that is charging us to breathe oxygen because they've made this synthetic oxygen. Obviously, that's how it always works. And there's this big plan to, with this time machine, to find the cure to our planet's ills. And they send this guy forward in time, 407 years, to boot up the power on the time machine they've built, but in the Mm -hmm. future. Because they had gotten a message from the future saying, send this guy back. Okay. And the guy just happens to be the son of the dude who created this time machine. Of course it of is. Of course it is. Awesome. Yeah. And in okay. the that 407 years in the future, uh-huh. there are skeletons of the people from the past still lying around. There's fabric on the skeleton of his wife. 407 years later, that fabric is not decomposed. Skeletons take about 20 years to decompose if they're not uh, fossilized. Skeletons will decompose. So 407 years in the future, these same skeletons from his present 2067 are still there. Okay. I have many issues with this. They, They say specifically that the last plant has died and they can't grow any more plants in 2067. And 407 years in the future, plants have miraculously sprouted and became lush. Mm. All the animals that would have died off 
have returned, as have insects that we recognize. Nothing has mutated, as I would assume it would, after the people die off and the earth, you know, renews itself. So I'm a little annoyed at these scientific issues. I mean, I'm willing to say, okay, time travel's a thing because that's the whole thing of the movie. can suspend my disbelief for that. But when skeletons have just sat there 407 years into the future and not decomposed or fallen apart as they would, I start being, what? Yeah. So there's that issue. Otherwise, it's okay. But there is so much better out there. I would not tell people to watch 2067. Okay. And where is it again? It's on Hulu. Gotcha. Well, all right. The first thing that I watched, and and I don't know about anybody else that listens to us, but every now and then I get bouts of insomnia a little bit. And, and I know it's my fault because I, I, I am a huge coffee drinker. And I like to think that I drink coffee and I'm sort of immune to the caffeine, but it's a slow burn for me. So like around 1 a.m., I'm wide awake. I'm wide so, awake until 4 half the time. Yeah. So the other night I was like, oh, I'm really missing Chicago. And then all of a sudden, Backdraft comes up on HBO Max. And I'm like, oh, that's perfect. Thank you, God. I love this movie. So I watched Backdraft at 1 o'clock in the morning, and it was great. And I knew that there was a sequel to it, because when I worked in the big box store, I saw the video box for it. So my first review today is of Backdraft 2. Ooh. Oh, my God. It's terrible. Um, it is a direct-to-video sequel that came out in 2019, and uh, there are a couple of things that it actually does right. So, did you see Backdraft? Yes. Okay. Do you remember that Kurt Russell, his character actually has a young son in that movie? Yes. This movie follows the son as he's a grown-up fire investigator. Okay. So, so he grew up to become the Robert De Niro fire investigator, arson investigator type guy. But he's such a dick that it is hard to like him in this movie. You know, he's that loner dude. His life has given him shit. His father died. You know, his grandfather died. Blah. You know, I get, I get that 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 messes you up. But when you're so unlikable. That even your own uncle, who is again played by William Baldwin in this movie. Okay. So William Baldwin Baldwin was the main protagonist in the first backdraft. Mm-hmm. He was the young kid who was the brother of Kurt Russell in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking that maybe I have seen this. But but backdraft two, it and then they get Donald Sutherland to come back uh, to reprise his role as the main arsonist who's in jail who helps them with their cases. It literally looks like they paid William Baldwin and Donald Sutherland both, like however much they paid him for only two days' work apiece, because <laughs> all of their scenes seem the same and they're in it so little that I had to think they needed some cohesion. Okay. And it and it shows because it's terrible. There are there are there's one good fire effect in the movie when something is blowing up. 
but it's blowing up through the floor. It's actually kind of neat. But you could tell this movie has no budget. Most of the movie doesn't involve fire at all. It's this bullshit investigation. When I tell you to stay away from Backdraft 2, I mean it. Stay away from Backdraft 2. Okay. It's not worth your time. I know it's free on Netflix, and I'm a huge, huge fan of the first Backdraft. But this one is not worth it. And to know what happens to certain characters really pisses me off, especially for a movie that's also executive produced by Ron Howard and Brian Grazer, who actually produced and directed the first one. So Backdraft 2 um, is more like Lackdraft 2. God, that's a dad joke. But That was terrible. It was terrible, but not as (laughs) terrible as the movie. Don't watch it. Let's move on. Fair enough. There's a new uh, installment in the Hulu Blumhouse Into the Dark series. Mm. This one is called Tentacle. (laughs) And all of these relate to some holiday, whether it's an unknown holiday like, you know, Pets Day or, in this case, Valentine's Day. What? Yes. So Tentacle is about is to celebrate Valentine's Day, and it's a love story gone cuckoo wackadoo wrong. Mm-hmm. So we've got the main character Tara. She's a drifter. Uh, she's homeless. Seems to be living in her car, and we see her bury a Ziploc bag full of cash. She swipes a little bit of deodorant in her pits, and then she wanders into a real estate open house. We find that she hides until the coast is clear so that she has a bed to sleep on. Okay. She has this dream of some kind of weird-ass horror anthropody kind of thing that we assume is in outer space. And clearly this dream is, is nothing, right? It must be nothing. It must be. Uh-huh. She goes to another <laughs> open house where she meets Sam. They hit it off. They have lots of sexy times. She moves in with him. He's trying to remodel his parents' house because he might get rid of it after they died, but he can't get rid of it because it's his parents' house. He grew up there. Well, things start getting weird for Sam. He starts having some weird dizzy spells. His ear is bleeding. Uh, He doesn't know what's going on. The doctor's like, everything seems to be fine. Tara's crazy ex shows up. Tara's kind of acting cuckoo-wackadoo herself. He starts seeing things, but then she's acting like everything's fine. He goes into the bathroom. There's this dead ex laying there and blood everywhere. And then out of nowhere, it's all gone. And she's acting like nothing ever happened. And he's very confused. And, yeah, it's all very creepy, dramatic, mysterious. And all as all of these into the darks seem to be. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I, without giving too much away, because, you know, there's this fabulous ending that happens. Oh, okay. Well, I don't know about fabulous, but there's always that twist ending, that creepy, because it's into mm-hmm. the dark, it's Blumhouse, it's supposed to be scary, mysterious, creepy. Okay. I would, you know, I, all of the into the, into the darks, I highly recommend because they're all really good. I have not seen a bad one yet. And well, awesome. If you want some Valentine's Day horror, Into the Dark Tentacle is for you. 
Excellent. On Hulu, recently released within the past couple of days. Excellent. Mm-hmm. All right. So I guess the next I, I guess that'll segue into the next thing that I watched, which is the TV show Resident Alien. I have heard it, tell of this. It it stars Alan Tudyk, who which I love. I love him. And so do we. I mean, we're sitting there like, oh, yeah, Alan Tudyk plays an an alien. Great. We're on board. So we watch episode one. And at the end of and and I am easy when it comes to entertainment. Really? You basically slap something on the screen and I will watch it. And more often than not, if I was a Rotten Tomatoes reviewer, I would give you a decent rating. Not for Backdraft 2, but I would give you a decent rating. (laughs) Resident Alien is painful. Oh, no. Well, the whole premise is he's an alien who wanted to help blow up the Earth and destroy all mankind. Mm-hmm. But he crash lands on Earth. Oops. So he has to assimilate and then find his ship so that he can, you know, get lifted back off the planet to eventually destroy the planet. Okay. And he crash landed in the middle of some wintry mountain place in the United States. Who cares? And his ship is buried. So there's sort of a time crunch to find it before things thaw. Oh. It's written by the same people who produce Family Guy, and it shows. Oh. oh. And Family Guy was funny, funny as shit years ago. Yes. It, it was fucking hilarious. But now these same jokes just fall kind of flat. And you would Mm. think that something that stars Alan Tudyk would be better than that. There are a couple of times where I snickered a little bit. And I'm like, okay, that's kind of cute. But for the most part, it's a show that doesn't know if it wants to be a comedy or if it truly wants to be sort of a drama, and I think the show would work much better as a drama about a serious alien who wasn't doing any comedic shit whatsoever, you know, trying to blow up the earth. It would work much better than that. But as it stands now, it's it's just painful. We watched two episodes of this, and now we're out. Oh, that's sad. Because we gave it a second episode to see if it picked up any. Okay. No. Oh. No, so Resident Alien on Sifi, uh, or Sci-Fi for everybody else. Mm-hmm. Um, not so much. Stay away from that. Stay away from that, at least in my humble opinion. Okay. Okay. Even though it's gotten really high reviews, though, but people just must have low standards. But okay. Huh. My next item is Bliss. The new movie that's on Amazon Prime for free. Okay. It stars Salma Hayek and Owen Wilson. Oh, yeah. I've seen the previews for that. Yes. It's this mind-bending love story following Greg, and he's recently divorced, and then he gets fired, and he meets this mysterious woman named Isabel. She's living on the streets. And she is convinced that this world is a computer simulation and that there are real people and computer simulated people. Oh. 
And in one of these early scenes, be, they're talking and, you know, they're, they're side by side talking to each other. And we see between them on the street, on the sidewalk across the street from them, like the same person blip in and walk around the corner three times. It's like the same person they've computer, you could see their computerized duplicates in a row. So I'm thinking, okay this must be true that this reality is fake i will accept this interesting and they go off and find these drugs that she's calling crystals orange crystals and they take these crystals and suddenly they have these magic powers to just throw people around and make things fall with the flick of a hand and they can light candles from across the room they're all magic-y Bending reality because this reality isn't real. Mm, that sounds interesting. And then they get some blue crystals, but there's not quite enough because you need 10 blue crystals apiece to snuff up your nose to then break out of this reality and go into the real one, you know, to come out of it. Okay. They don't quite have enough, but she's thinking we'll make it work. And they mm-hmm. go into their real reality, which is this paradise, and Bill Nye the Science Guy is there. And no. they're both scientists working on things, and the world is this beautiful place, and in order to appreciate the beautiful place, you need to experience a shitty place. Yeah, okay. Is the theory. But then the two realities kind of start to come together, and shit goes wrong, and you're wondering, well, what's real? What's fake? We don't really know. And where is Bliss? This is on Amazon Prime. It sounds good. Did you like it? You really need to pay attention to know what's going on. You cannot half pay attention to this. Otherwise, you're going to be lost wondering what is going on. Mm. But overall, if you are into that, not really sure what's real, what's not, like people with mental issues or drug addicts kind of a thing in TV and movies where they do that. They make it seem like these people are really there when mm. in reality it's all in the person's head. Or right. in this case, it it might all be a bad drug trip. We don't really know. Mm. And it, you're left at the end not really sure. So it was good. I would say, yeah, go ahead and watch it. Cool. If that's your bag of tea, then by all means, give that a shot. It's it's really okay. Excellent. It's really okay. It's There's really okay. There's my quote okay. for them to put on the ads. It's really. <laughs> <laughs> it's really okay. Patty, Patty Lee, the watch list with Patty and Bill. Exactly. <laughs> so for for people who don't know, um, we used to both work in the movie business and when you work for a studio, you have to pull quotes from different reviewers so that you can put them in the ads. And that's where you get all the quotes that say five stars. This movie will blow you away. You know, they, they do all that shit, but you have to pull the quote. And sometimes they make you do it from a show that, or a movie that's not good. So you pull the most (laughs) positive thing from it. And there are quote whores out there who just want to quote on anything because it gives them more cred. Ah. So what's your quote again? It's it's, really okay. It's really okay. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, my God. All right. So another show that's really okay. The last two I have are shows. Um, I'll start with the better one. Okay. Which is The Equalizer, starring Queen Latifah. Okay. It's a reboot of... Uh, it's a reboot of the old CBS of, of The Equalizer. But I'll tell you something. If you have seen The Equalizer movies with Denzel Washington, so much better. Okay. So much better. Oh, especially that first Equalizer movie. Wow. Mm. It is a quiet movie. For an action movie, it's a quiet movie, and Denzel does with physicality and how this character moves and how he lives way more than any... A, a lot of performances. So I highly recommend the Equalizer movies. This TV show is perfect for CBS. And I say that because my last two reviews are of CBS shows. But Queen Latifah plays an ex-special ops person, blah, 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 who retired, blah, 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 and is brought back in, blah, 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 by Chris Noth, blah, 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 to solve crime of the week, blah, 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 with a team of... Blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. You know, you have the cyber hacker. You've got the weapons expert. You know. The usual. The usual. As you do. Mm -hmm. And it is a perfect CBS show. And when I say that, and I mean no disrespect to people of a certain age, but I, I firmly believe that CBS is programmed for people who are over the age of 60. It has always been. It has always been, hasn't it? Yes. And, and I guess I didn't realize it back in the day when we're watching MASH on CBS and we're watching, um, you know, name another CBS show, but they've always Walker, geared that. Texas Ranger? Yeah. <laughs> I well, think that and, was a CBS uh, show. I'm not really sure. NCIS? Um, NCIS is a perfect example. Now, yeah. I dig NCIS, or at least I used to, a lot more... Like the first 10 or so years of NCIS, I was totally on board. <laughs> Love yeah. that show. But these last few years when the old character cycled out and the new character started showing up, it just lost something for me. Yeah. But yeah. it's a juggernaut Indeed. for Mark Harmon mm -hmm. because, you know, he will. He and Pam Dauber will live forever on the money from this show. Pam Dauber? Yeah. Mindy from Mork and Mindy. That's his wife. Oh, I didn't realize he was married to her. I'm thinking she's not on this show. What are you talking no, about? No, she's not on the show. I'm I sorry. See. I just Him took a gigantic leap. Yeah. I'm like, Pam, what does she have to do with NCIS? Oh, she's married to Mark Harmon. I did she's not married know to Mark this because I don't yes. look into his relationships at all. Yeah. Well, I'm stalking oh, him. That's why. No, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> But the Equalizer fits in perfectly with that vein of weekly bad guy. You really don't need to pay attention what's going on to what's going on. You, you just kind of go with the flow. If you watch it because you're a fan of Queen Latifah, it's awesome to see her still stretching. You know, Academy Award-nominated actress, awesome singer, awesome rapper, and now television star. Perfect. Great. But at the same time, if you're looking for anything with substance, nah. But it's good kind of background noise. Okay. Because okay. It, it follows that same formula. The crime happens. 
you, you know, the equalizer is brought into it. Mm-hmm. Evidence piles up. There's a red herring. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. know, the whole bit. So that's okay. the equalizer on CBS. My final movie is on Netflix, and it is called Red Dot. Okay. It is a Swedish film that is dubbed into English about Nadia and David. They're relative newlyweds, and they have just found out they're going to have a baby, and they plan to go on this weekend getaway to work on their marriage and become close again. And they go up to the north of Sweden to hike and camp in the wilderness in the icy snow of Sweden. Okay. They're sleeping in their tent, and they see this red dot floating around on the tent, and then it's on her chest, and then it's on her head, and then it's on his chest. So the red dot is, you know, that that laser sight for a sniper rifle. And then the wackiness ensues as they're being hunted through the wilderness. Is it worth (laughs) watching? Uh, early on, I made Dwight turn it off because I just don't like that kind of that kind of chasing after people for no reason kind of a thing. I mean, sure, he ke- she keyed his car, but should you hunt them down? I mean, really? Can't you get over it? And they have a dog and things happen, and I just don't like that either, and I'm kind of angry with it. But I woke up this morning. He's finishing it off. I sat down and watched the rest, and I was like, eh. If you like that kind of thing, you will like this. It's heavy drama. It's mysterious. It's like, oh, what's going to happen? A thriller. That's the word I was trying to find. There it's you a go. thriller. You might like it. You might find it entertaining. I'm not entertained by that kind of thing, so I didn't really like it so much. Okay. So stay away from Red Dot. On Netflix. Excellent. So the last thing I have, which is really light sauce, mm-hmm. is another CBS, CBS show. No, it's not CBS. I'm sorry. It's the CW. Um, oh. It's Walker. The reboot of Walker, Texas Ranger. Oh, starring I believe I've Jared, mentioned that before. Jared Padalecki. Oh, okay. Supernatural guy. Supernatural guy. Sam from Gilmore Girls is now in Walker. Who also played Sam on Supernatural. No, he... Was he Sam? He was Sam. Oh, pardon me. No, he is Dean from Gilmore Girls. Ah. That's where I get confused. He's Dean on Gilmore Girls, Sam on Supernatural. Okay. Well, here he plays a Texas Ranger who, who cares? I mean, and, and I'm sorry. I, and, and I say that. And I, say, and I say that because we watched the pilot episode and I just didn't give a shit. Oh, my gosh. That's awesome. Now, f- first of all, it's it's hard watching either of either dude do something else immediately after um supernatural when they're on the sh- when they're on that show for 15 years oh shit yeah 
you know, and unlike shows like The Bachelor or Survivor where they say 15 seasons, but there are like two or three seasons per year, which mm-hmm. is bullshit. And we're going to get to The Bachelor in a minute. Um, are we? We are, because oh. I have news. Um, oh, news. Uh, news. Too soon. Uh, stay tuned. <laughs> um, but I was surprised that Jared Padalecki went right into another show right after Supernatural. And it's and it's just the it's just light action fluff. I mean, I, I <laughs> there's obviously no supernatural bent to it. You know, you watch it because it's got younger, good-looking people on it. Okay, but it's it's like they're taking an old, a show formatted for old people and trying to make it for younger people. Mm. With a plot that I really just don't give a shit about. He's got a troubled daughter because the the wife, who cares? Uh, You know, and then it's just adventure of the week. Boring. So I always wish actors well in their future endeavors. But if Walker survives, it will be legitimately based on Jared Padalecki alone. Mm. So eh, that's Walker on the CW. Bleh. So it seems like this week we had one that you should watch, and everything else is meh, meh. Yeah, well, you can watch the original to Backdraft. Right. But Just stay stay yeah. the fuck away from Backdraft 2. But yeah, yeah. there's one thing that, that, that people really should watch. That we're fairly excited about, you know? Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, all right. So I have one piece of news. 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 Okay. <laughs> so have you heard this whole Bachelor controversy now? No, because I don't give a fuck about Bachelor. Okay. Uh, we haven't given a fuck about Bachelor in probably, you know, like eight or ten years or whatever the fuck. For me, it's but been I have, ever. I have yeah. never, ever given a fuck about The Bachelor. Fair. Just throwing that out. But... But when we were looking for shit to watch just to veg out on the couch, it did for a while. Okay. You know, and, you know, you're you're just caught up in that bullshit, bullshit of, of The Bachelor. Well, controversy comes <gasps> out, as it does, mm-hmm. from what was a Lily White show. Mm-hmm. That one of the female contestants, ironically on the season that featured its first black bachelor. Mm-hmm. And how she had racist pictures and posts on her social media. And Chris Harrison, who is the host of the show, defended her and said, well, you know, America, give her a chance. You know, she's blowing up right now. Let's hear her side of the story before he realized that that was bad to do. And now he has, quote, stepped away from the show for a while to take this time to learn. Uh, I call bullshit on that. Totally. First of all, I call I call bullshit on the whole show, first of all. The first black bachelorette didn't appear until 2017 or 2018. And then The Bachelor, this was the first season, 2020 was the first season, or 2021, that had a black bachelor. Mm. 
you mean to tell me that there weren't good-looking people of color at all throughout all of your seasons, male or female, that you couldn't have cast on this show? Yeah. And this is at a time where they finally started mixing up the people who would compete for The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. And you just knew they weren't going to win. If the main person is white, you knew that somebody of color was not going to make it. Yeah. You might as well put a red shirt on him, put him on the Enterprise, and then that Send was it. Send him on an away mission. Send him on an away <laughs> mission. Yeah, yeah. So not only did we call bullshit on the show, and I called bullshit on the show because of that very specific reason years ago, I just think it's bullshit. And I and Rachel Lindsay, who is the the first black bachelorette, also called out Chris Harrison. Good. And in her quote, she said that his response, his apology and all that other sort of stuff and him stepping away was a response to the backlash that he got. Yeah. And I agree with that. In other words, he got caught. Mm -hmm. And I can't condone a show that has just perpetuated this, this white privilege sort of thing now. And maybe it's the kind of thing we needed. His stupidity is what we needed to actually cause some upheaval in The Bachelor. So if you watch The Bachelor, whatever. You know, I hope you have an open mind more so than the show shows on camera. I mean, and that's... uh, underneath all of the superficial oh why doesn't she he love me you know blah blah because you just fucking met and you spent all of what 20 minutes with the guy and he's spending 20 minutes with like 40 other women and y'all are being catty fighting each other that would be why it's a terrible show it's a terrible premise i strongly dislike the whole idea of forcing women or men to compete against each other for one person they hardly even know word word so that's it that's the only news i've got uh chris harrison steps away from the bachelor because he fucked up and was stupid and didn't realize racism when he saw it even though he was the host of a show that really kind of perpetuated it for years. All right, there you go. The news I have I sent to you earlier this week about Joss Whedon and (gasps) it coming out that he's been abusive and nasty to the cast of Buffy, uh, Charisma Carpenter in particular, and other cast members are coming out supporting her saying... Fuck yeah, this happened. Wow. And you know what else I found interesting about that? James Marsters actually came out and said it as well. Yeah, yeah. I saw he he said something that that, uh, Joss Whedon was kind of a dick to him too. Yeah. And and first of all, totally brave of Charisma Carpenter to do. Yes, completely. Completely, especially as powerful as Joss Whedon is slash was based on all of this. But then for other people, Michelle Trachtenberg mm-hmm. um, and and Sarah Michelle Geller's quote got me. I will forever be proud to be associated with the character of Buffy Summers. I do not want to be associated with the name Joss Whedon. Yeah. And I'm paraphrasing. Yeah. Yeah. But 
for all of them to come out and say what, what kind of an abusive dickhole this guy is. Mm-hmm. And then James Marsters comes out. Yeah. And says exactly the same thing. Mm-hmm. It all started with Ray Fisher coming forward a while back. And now mm-hmm. that's when Charisma step, stepped up to support him and his what he said. And she wishes she came forward sooner. But she's finally... Uh gotten her head together to do it which is mm-hmm. extremely brave and i can't even begin to like comprehend what that would feel like how that like how to even get to that point to speak up much less deal with all that shit that went on with her through buffy and angel on top of it right yeah. and for her to get fired right after she gave birth to her kid fuck that dick yeah i mean what a dick hole he has let me down severely. Right? You know, jo- okay, so there was a point where Laura even said, I will fo- follow Joss Whedon to the end of the earth. And when we watched Buffy the first time, I was like, fuck, this is a great fucking show. Yeah. And I was a big fan of Angel and, and the Firefly. first Avengers movie, Firefly, the whole bit. I was on board. Yep. But for Ray Fisher, who played... Um, I forgot the name of the superhero in the Justice League movie. I don't know either. Sorry. Um, well, he was the only... He, yeah, let's look it up real quick. Um, but Joss Whedon, for people who don't know, stepped in when Zack Snyder either couldn't finish or had to step away from Justice League. So Joss Whedon stepped in to actually direct some stuff. And Ray Fisher came out and said, what an abusive, racist fucker this guy is. Mm-hmm. So, and and Ray Fisher is nowhere near the status of even, say, a charisma carpenter. He may have starred in something higher profile, but, you know, charisma carpenter, you know, has her name from Buffy and all that stuff. And you're right, to risk your status in Hollywood to come out against who did he play he played cyborg cyborg thank you in batman versus superman dawn of justice and justice league it's incredibly brave of of people to do that Mm -hmm. and i am glad that they are all banding together yeah seriously you know and and saying you know what no hollywood's had enough of this of this jerk weed and yeah and just and that's people that. in so general it will be... being dicks you know come on stop yeah. being a dick yeah well and one story that i was reading said that he used to be a humble writer and then buffy blew up and it all went to his head and, apparently and then it all went to his head his enormously big head mm-hmm. but but okay yeah i'm attacking him physically because he's a dickhead <laughs> yeah. yeah um wow that's right. Oh man, what a letdown! And yeah, completely. So do us a favor: log on to thewatchlistpod.com or uh, engage us on your social media at symbol the watchlist pod. Were you surprised by the events of the week, either on The Bachelor or Joss Whedon? Also, did you catch any of the shows or movies that we mentioned? What are your thoughts on them? We would love to hear them. Uh, and that includes everybody around the world because we appreciate you listening and we love your ears and stuff. That sounded weird and fetishy. <laughs> I love yeah, your ears. I'm sorry. That was, that was weird. Yeah. yeah. Any, 
Anyhow, we shall be back next time with more reviews of good stuff. And speaking of reviews, one last thing. You know what, Mike Alexander? What's up, Mike? Um, forwarded to me. He forwarded to me the old Siskel and Ebert show opens on YouTube. Oh, fun. It was fun. Oh, my God. Watching those guys on Channel 11, which is the PBS station in Chicago. Um, watching those guys, and then they switched over to Channel 9 for a while. It just brought back a ton of memories, and that was awesome. So it just kind of makes me feel all warm and fuzzy that we're kind of doing the same thing. Cool. But anyhow, everybody, have a wonderful week. Uh, and uh, mask up, be safe, start making appointments because those are opening up for the shot. And we will talk to you later. Okay, okay bye. bye.